0: The audio vault on 94 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225 2121, or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the
1: Blitz here on 94 1 San Antonio Sports Star. What
0: kind of star. music is that? that He's we...
1: Joe Ryan Eagle. <laughs> Just I'm Jason Minix. I'm trying to figure out, because a lot of times James Pledger will put together music that fits. I don't know what he's saying about our buddy Indy Kalu, who joins you. us now on the Buyers Barricades <laughs> guest line, but Indy Kalou, can you name that tune?
2: You know what? That. Hold on. <laughs> it's a mainstream hip. Is, is it Jay-Z or Puffman?
0: Close. It says you're close. Kanye? There it is. Kanye. And why did you pick this for ND, Pledge? Yeah, why? Because <laughs> you're a star,
1: man. The flashing lights. Oh, <laughs>
0: flashing lights. It started off a little slow, Pledge. Well, I'm well, just, just going to say, it was like, you know, I'm thinking it's ballroom dancing hour or something. You know what? If, if I was choosing, since I'm
2: an SA guy, San Antonio, I typically go with hip hop from the local <laughs> towns. So y'all should have done some PKO, and I will give $20 to any of your listeners who can call you or text you and let you know what PKO stands for.
1: 210-656-ESPN. Oh <laughs> you guys don't know how hard it is to separate ND and a dollar, so he's giving up 20 uh, If you know the answer, 210-656-ESPN, oh six six 656-3776. Six six seven seven
2: the first person, you know what, Jason if, and Joe, if they did it before our interview is over, I'm feeling generous. I'll up it up to twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars. <laughs> See,
1: and, and you guys have to help us out because what Indy means by that is twenty five for you, the winner. Twenty five for Joe. Twenty five for me, and twenty five for Pledge. So he's actually parting away with a a hundred dollars. It might as well make it an even hundred. Why yeah. not? I mean that that that's 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 what it's all about. And Indy, you're not going to be surprised by this, but all our lines are lighting up now, whether they're right or really? not is is a whole nother question i oh, pledged this all right hang hang on a second am gonna figure out let's see how to lock that in wow so um wow all right hey john you're on the blitz with indy Kalu. you're gonna make us all 100 bucks here man
2: pounds kilos and ounces oh that is awesome i'm sending you the money jason <laughs> i will cash after you what? after oh okay hold on hold on for an extra ten dollars what high school do they go
0: to? Wow, the, the two rappers. You John, know that, John? John. Every Sunday morning when everybody the Lord, I barely John. Church, but I still get <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, um, Central or Sam Houston. You got to pick one. Sam Houston. See now, Andy. No, before not. you
1: answer that, I'm I I kind of like Sam Houston because Marshall would be too obvious.
2: Exactly. Marshall would be too obvious. It's not Marshall. And it's not Sam Houston. But it is an old district rival of mine, John Jay. John, John Jay. Jay. Wow. I'm, I'm impressed. Shout out to John who had called in and answered. So I'm dead serious, uh, Jason. I will cash at you. All right. Um, uh, well, no, don't cash uh, out. You, me. Yeah, you got you're you're yeah. awful yeah. trusting yeah. giving
0: that money to
1: Minix. Absolutely. Uh, well, that and, <laughs> and you know. I mean, Cash App, do you, Zell? Um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't even have, uh, what, what's the other one? Venmo? You know, because my kid, we all have the, the same bank account through Zell. So when somebody wants to Venmo me, uh, they Venmo her and she just transfers it into my account or Zells yeah, sure or whatever. She does. Um, <laughs> well, that, that's always the idea. John, I'm going to put you on whole pledge. Get his, uh, uh, you want Cash App? That seems so uh, uh, teenagerish, Andy. Although I know yeah. you've got kids, well, I, have
2: teen- I have teenagers that are always asking me for money, so that's how I give it to them. That's the <laughs> only one. that I ask. So you, so you,
1: you don't do Zelle or, or or Venmo or the other, you know, more adult things. You, you still do Cash App.
2: You know what? My office does Zelle, but I don't know how that works. So they they handle that for me.
1: Oh, well, oh, you company. take this out of the, uh, office funds. Anyway, this ain't coming from the, Yindy, uh, <laughs> uh, account. this is an
0: expense. <laughs> you know,
1: you know, it's funny though. When, when, when all this started, we started with cash app and went away from it. Erica didn't like it because you didn't get your money right away. You had to wait. Or if you waited 24 hours, I think you got it all. If you tried to get it immediately, they took a higher percentage or something.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I've never
2: rec- like a true father. I've never received money from it. I'm, I'm just just always going out, so I didn't
0: realize. That. So, in other words, yeah, ND, there's a penalty. You need to send thirty-five. I guess is 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 the de- <laughs> just to All be
1: right. on the safe side. I pledge. We is that cash out. Will you text that to Indy? <laughs> uh, and Indy, uh, have your office Zell Joe me and pledge the rest of the money. We're adults. We Zell.
2: <laughs> well, oh, wow. Oh, I feel re- okay. Okay, that, you know what?
1: I'll You've never sounded forward. older. I don't know how to do that. I'll let the office <laughs> <Exactly>. handle it. That. <laughs>
0: That's all right, Indy. I get called an old man daily on this show, so it's all right. Look, you want to feel really bad. I did a podcast
2: with Blake Cashman today, and uh, he's a starting linebacker for the Houston Texans. He's 27, and we somehow got started talking about movies, and we talked about any given Sunday. <laughs> not only has he not seen it, he's never heard of it. Oh wow. no! That really, that really made me. Feel wow! Wild.
1: Are you a fan of all these uh, players that have podcasts?
2: I'm not used to it, Jason. I don't want to say I'm not a fan of it because I feel like that's just the time and age. I'm not a fan of all this social media. Uh, Jason Middick sending you a happy birthday when I could just text you or call you. you know, like it just, you know, I'm not quite used to that. But as far as the podcast. I get that they're trying to brand themselves and get ready for life after football, but part of me does have a problem with after a loss, you, you know, going on your podcast and talking trash about the team that just
0: beat you. But that's just are you are you talking like, about Micah Parsons? It's exactly who he's talking about. Uh, you know, uh, if you look makes, at the talent
2: sense. scale from each one, um, I mean, I like you. I think we match up well with them. I just don't think we played to the same standard they played with yesterday. And it started with, you know, the preparation. I, you know, you go into any type of fight, you go into any type of game and you would think like, man, like we're ready. But, you know, they had every counterattack. Uh, they out schemed us and that's just the truth of it. You know, they was prepared for everything we was in, uh, everything we was prepared to do. And we just didn't help ourselves at that. So, you know, my hats off to Kyle Shanahan and how he prepared. Um, I definitely think he was prepared for us and, uh, I don't think that, you know, we were positioned, we were put in a position to be prepared for what they have. Did, wow. did he just say our coaches suck? You, you know what? I, I didn't hear that, and I was not referring to Michael Parsons. But first of all, <laughs> great job with the pool. But but you, you, you nailed it. When I was listening to it just now, when he says out schemes, that's basically saying their coaches did a better job than ours.
1: Yeah, he said yeah. we weren't prepared. He said, literally said, we weren't prepared and not in the right positions.
2: <laughs> wow, that—that's where you have to be careful with podcasts because the listeners, you, you know, when they listen to y'all, they know y'all are going to be transparent. Y'all are going to tell the people how you really feel. When you're still active and you're still a player, you have to be careful with statements like that because that could divide a locker room.
0: But you know, I wonder, Indy. I mean, does he? I, I don't think he meant to do that. It just happened. It just kind of happens that way. And and again, it sounds bad, and you got to be careful what you say.
2: No, you know that, like just like you said, you could you get the sense and you get the feel that he didn't go into that podcast saying, "Watch how I throw my coaches under the bus." You know, watch how I talk about how the other coaches' staff uh, did a better job than ours. And who knows? Maybe he indirectly wanted us to take that. From that conversation, but that's why you have to be careful when you're an active player and you have all these podcasts and you have to make sure everyone knows you're keeping it real and keep them entertained. It, you know, it's a double edged sword because the listeners might enjoy it, but then when you walk into work and everybody's looking at you side-eyed, you know you're going to have to answer to your brothers and to your teammates and to your coaches as well.
1: Indy Kalou joining us here on the Blitz on ninety four one at San Antonio Sports Star. Don't mean to turn this into the Micah Parsons show. Yeah. I love the kid. And I think he's great. But you know, a couple weeks ago they were talking about, uh, and, and I'm guilty. I was. Should he be in the MVP conversation? Not just Defensive Player of the Year. You go out. You're a no show. You have zero impact plays in a forty two to loss, a forty two to ten. Ass kicking loss to San Francisco. And then he also said that George Kittle made a personal with his F Dallas t shirt. They ended your last two seasons. How was it not already personal for Micah Parsons?
2: Again, like I said, you have to watch what you say. But for him to say that he made a personal, well, everyone's looking at him saying, well, do something about it. You know, you can't sit up and say, oh, he made a personal then they beat your ass 42 to 10 or whatever it may be. You, you say that after you win. Like, you know what? He made a personal last year. That's why we came out and, and drubbed him. But after you got your tail kicked, to be, it
0: almost sounds like you're complaining, oh, he made a
2: personal. You're dang right he made a personal, and he backed it up with three touchdowns.
0: Well, Indy, it's interesting. Did, did you ever wear T-shirts like that with messages to the other team or, or any of your teammates? Did they do that? Is that something that happens quite often in the NFL?
2: well again keep in mind i retired in 2009 so <laughs> we, we were you know we weren't quite as look at me look at me back then but i don't i don't remember anybody actually wearing a t-shirt like that and i'll say this the back back in my day now, now you really have me <laughs> sounding old, but, but we didn't get as caught up in the rivalries as the fans like you got excited you fed off the energy but i remember when I was in Philadelphia, and they hate Dallas in Philadelphia, and they're like, "Hey, all we care about is you beating Dallas, don't you hate Dallas?" And I was like, "Well, I grew up in San Antonio, and I kind of like them, so <laughs> you know the the players don't actually get as caught up into the rivalry, so I was surprised that George Kittle did have that shirt, and he really bought into it, but more power to him because I bet he won't have to pay for dinner in San Francisco for the next couple of years just because of that. <laughs> you look at it, it's, nice.
1: it, it's that way. And. You know, then of course, Mike of trading jerseys on the field with Christian McCaffrey yeah, afterwards. That still drives me nuts. I know yeah. it's it's what they do today, but that that drives me nuts. Indeed, every Texan fan, both of them, listening right now, getting mad that we're taking a <laughs> Texans topic and making it about the Dallas Cowboys because that tends to happen here on the Blitz. So let's talk about what happened to the Houston Texans this week. I thought they they were going to go into Atlanta. And get a win. I thought CJ played another phenomenal game 20 of 35, 249 yards a touchdown, no interceptions again. I'm surprised that defense gave up that lead in the fourth quarter and they blew that one.
2: No, everybody's surprised because, especially the way they started the game, the defense with the two turnovers really setting the tone for the entire team. And C.J. Stroud, I mean, as a rookie, he's already the best quarterback, professional quarterback in the state of Texas. Shut so up. With him playing, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <with> him,
1: shut <laughs> up.
2: With him playing the way that he's playing and for them to lose to uh, Atlanta, it was kind of disheartening. And, look, this is going to be a tough year for the Texans. I think the ceiling is seven wins. But to get to that seven, you have to pull off those victories against Atlanta, especially when you're going into the fourth quarter with a 12-7 lead.
0: You know, Indy. Other than the true statement you just made about C.J. Stroud and well, Dak well, Prescott, well, other than Prescott's that,
1: three and two,
0: Stroud's two and three. Well, you are what your record is. Uh huh. Okay. Isn't it, that what you always try to say? It, it was a great statement, Indy. By the way, so I'm just saying that. <laughs> Look, I and Jeez. I know Texan fans. You want know, a couple in a row, and everybody's excited. And you lose a, a a tight one to Atlanta, but when you're looking at Houston and their growth and what they're doing, I mean, are are there moral victories for a team like the Houston Texans? As long as it's not the players but the fans, I'm okay with the moral
2: victory. And like I mentioned, you you don't ever want to lose. And again, I'm coming from a fan because I'm now you, you know a huge fan of the game. But when you realize that you have a quarterback that you could build around, especially after the Deshaun Watson debacle, all the quarterbacks they tried to to insert as starters after Deshaun Watson, it it still feels good knowing that if the general manager, if the head coaches continue to develop the talent around C.J. Stroud and bring in more talent, that things could get real exciting real soon over the next year or two here for the Houston Texans. But it, it still hurts when you let a game like that get away.
1: Indy Kalou joining us here on the Blitz. You know, I said last week, uh, you know, you, I thought they could go in and beat Atlanta. I thought they could also uh, beat a New Orleans team that didn't look good against uh, Green Bay or Tampa Bay, but then they go and shut out New England 34-0. I realize the Patriots aren't near the same, but I'm starting to rethink this Texan-Saints game. When you watch the the, the Saints, and, and obviously you're paying close attention to what's Houston doing how does Houston defend New Orleans like i didn't think i would be as worried about the texans defense as i am right now
2: you know when you look at that saints game and you 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 know like you mentioned they beat the new england patriots 34-0 i'm not saying it it was luck but if they play 10 times maybe the saints do beat the new orleans excuse me the uh, patriots 9 out of those 10 times but i don't know if it's always going to be that dominant i, I i'm still confident that the Texans can go over there and put pressure on Derek Carr. You know, my biggest concern when you look at the Saints is Alvin Kamara. <laughs> you know, you feel like he has fresh legs. He goes out there and he does pretty good as a running back. I can't remember what the average per carry, but I believe it was close to four yards per carry. He has a few catches. Like, that, that's the one guy that I feel like is the biggest threat to the Texans. And, yeah, right now the New Orleans Saints are riding high. They're 3-2. They shut out the New England Patriots. I don't care how bad the Patriots are playing. One of the toughest things to do in the NFL is to shut out a team. So not only is your offense excited about the points they put on the board, but your defense is walking in there with a little extra swag, knowing that they just shut an NFL team out. So, yeah, I'm with you, Jason. Before that game, I was thinking to myself, you know what, the Texans could win two more in a row with Atlanta than New Orleans, but New Orleans is going to have a lot of confidence coming in town. And that's tough when you're beating a, or excuse me, when you're
0: playing an NFL team that's really starting to believe that they're better than what we expect them to be. Indy, when you look at that Texans defense, though, what what is the biggest weakness there? Is it the run defense? Is that the biggest problem as you see it? You know,
2: I, I think it's just consistency because you'll have a few series where you're like, oh man, look what they did to Bijan Robinson. Uh, Bijan Robinson, who's having a great year as a rookie, they shut him down, and then they give up a big play. And then you start talking about Will Anderson, Jonathan Grenard, who's leading the team at sacks and tackle for losses, saying they're a great duo when getting after the passer. Then you have a game like they had against Atlanta where Desmond Ritter, they didn't sack him. I don't know if they touched him the entire game. But then there'll be a game like the week before where they're all over the quarterback. So I would say the biggest issue, I don't know if it's just one, segment of the defense like it's against the run or it's against the pass or it's against the the mid to short passing game i just think it's the consistency because they show that they can do it but they're not doing it for four quarters
1: well and and again i mean as much credit as cj stroud is getting and and he should um they weren't very good on on third down uh, against atlanta uh time of possession wasn't good and um yeah, you know, they, they settled for way too many field goal attempts. I mean, it, it, at some point, and I realize he's young, uh, the offense is, is going to stall out at times, but those are drives, those are some drives that, you know, sure, they ended in points, and that's good enough in Houston, not okay in Dallas, because, you know, they're a different standard. But is that one of the concerns you have with the offense?
2: Absolutely. I mean, you can't win by scoring field goals. And when you look at what they're doing in the red zone, it's not just CJ Stroud. I mean, this is a team where coming into the season, you just assume the running game was going to be all point because of what Damian Pierce did as a rookie. And then he's coming back as a starting uh, starting running back. Then you bring in Devin Singletary, who didn't have a carry the entire game, which they're going to have to do something about that because he should definitely have a minimum of 10 touches, in my opinion, uh, that could be split up between rushing and receiving. But he's a guy that can make plays. So it's not just C.J. Stroud, even though he is the best quarterback,
0: professional quarterback in Texas. Stop. You know, can't that Stop. That's only
1: because uh, he's got a Dalton no. Schultz to throw it to. Yeah, him.
0: that's it. <laughs> <laughs> every, every it's been time. a no show. <laughs> he got the only touchdown last week. Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah, seven catches, but, 10 targets. Oh, hold on,
2: Jason. I- I'll say this. When I first said that three weeks ago, I literally said it just to go, get under your skin, <laughs> but you can't tell me. That right now, if you're taking a quarterback to build around, you're taking Dak Prescott over C.J. Stroud. You, well, you can't
1: be. So there's a difference when you say, you, "Who do you want to build around?" and "Who's the best right now?" Would I? Would I want C.J. Stroud on this Dallas Cowboys team versus Dak this yes. year? Right now, the yes. answer is no.
0: Absolutely, Absolutely you would. Absolutely.
2: I don't know what type of weed you're smoking. Exactly. You know, Dude, did brighter. you hear Jerry
1: Jones today? <laughs> Jerry Jones. Uh, this is Jerry Jones earlier today on uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak Prescott is a quarterback that can get us to the Super Bowl. Well, that's all you need to hear,
2: Indy. Okay, in the state of Texas, D.J. Stroud's the best quarterback. The second best is Max Johnson at A&M and, <laughs> and Dak Prescott.
0: So, Why do you hate you, Quinn
2: you, Ewers? Oh, I don't hate Quinn Ewers, but I'm um, taking Max. I'm a little biased because I play with Max's dad, Brad Johnson. How old does that <laughs> but, make you feel? I, I'm very old. <laughs> Look, I, I'm past that. I, I'm, I just know I'm old. Indy Kalu,
1: always great having you on, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> always speaking facts. Real quick CJ Stroud with the Cowboys. The Cowboys are either they have the same record or they have one more win. Wow. I truly believe that, and I'm not just saying that to, to upset you.
1: You really are drinking that Kool-Aid down there now that you're getting that Texans paycheck again, aren't you?
2: <laughs> Look, that's a Texans check. I mean, check. you couldn't sound more check. like
1: Mark Vandermeer if you tried.
2: <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Indy Kalua, analyst for Texans television, member of the San Antonio Sports Hall of Fame. We're way late for the break, man. Uh, we'll, we'll do this again next week. Make sure you send John his money.
2: All right, brothers. I'll talk to you. Appreciate you. Great, Indy. <laughs> collo-
1: <laughs> here on the Blitz on ninety four one, San Antonio Sports Star.